Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at a blind spot, and I'm on your way, go. We in bitten airwaves. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cool Radio. It is your man GM Cool. And I wanted to give a very big special shout out to all my cool cats and cool kittens listening on the airwaves right now. And if you don't know, you better tell somebody. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Tell a friend to tell a friend that we're live right now, and we have a lot to get to. Later on the show, I have entertainment publicist Roxy Blake in the building. She's going to be talking about that, some realtor stuff as well, and a whole lot more, which we will get to later on. We will also be discussing... Dave Chappelle. We will be discussing Meek Mill. We will be discussing a Canadian rapper who just won a lawsuit against a very big American rapper. But before we get into all that, you guys already know how I do with the start of the show, man. I got some stuff to uh, get off my chest, some uh, weekly grievances I've been dealing with. So on that note, it is time to let that ish breathe. So uh, let me drop that drop real quick on y'all. Oh, you did Not that one. My bad. This one. Let this bitch breathe. Sorry, I got a little excited. Anyways, so here's what I want to talk about. First and foremost, um, I just took in the Weekend's album, the one that just dropped today. Never listened to a Weekend project before in my life, so this is the first time that I was listening to it. Holy crap, it's really good. It is really, really good. And I'm not even saying that because it's from Toronto. Like, it's actually really, really good. It is a very even blend of pop, R&B, and hip-hop. This will be like a front runner for like album of the year, in my opinion, once the 2018 Grammys run around. Not the 2017 because he missed the deadline for that one. But nonetheless, like this is he dropped some heat late in the year. So go on the weekend for that. Uh, last weekend, I attended Survivor Series, which took place at the Air Canada Center, uh, which was part of a three-day WWE weekend. And I loved every single second of it. Shout out to all my people who was there. Like It was live. It was lit. It was insane. Goldberg is that dude right now. I'm just telling you all right now. <laughs> and finally, what I want to talk about, what I really, really want to talk about on on Let That Ish Breathe right now. Last Sunday, uh, a couple of days after we went off the air of Cool Radio, the Raptors were playing against the Sacramento Kings. This happened to be on the same day that I was at Survivor Series. Therefore, I was not able to watch the game live, but I caught the highlights and I caught the controversy that ensued. So... Terrence Ross, who's been criticized, you know, for the most part because of his inconsistencies, has been playing very well up to the season thus far. It's very early in the season, but nonetheless, he's proven his worth. And he proved his worth once again last Sunday when he hit a game-time three-pointer at the end of regulation to potentially send it into overtime. However, due to a clock malfunction by the referees and the scorekeeper, they discounted his three-point shot and said that it was no basket because of the fact that the clock started late. Therefore, in real time, there wouldn't have been any way for Ross to have gotten the shot off because it was late. So they're basically using, you know, the human error element to try to decipher as to whether or not he would have made that shot in time. 
But upon closer inspection, when it was calculated in real time, only there was only 0.1 of a difference on that clock. So even then, he still would have had it off in time. Now, here's my thing right here. I don't want to sound like this big conspiracy theorist when it comes to the Raptors, but there's been multiple occasions where the, ra- the rest have shafted the Raptors on so many different occasions, especially when it comes to the, them playing like a big-name team like the Cleveland Cavaliers who have a big-name player like LeBron James, for example. And some people kind of chalk it up to something that's debatable. But in this case, there was no debating that. And the way I know this is because of the fact that when you have American media members players and coaches from other teams talking about how much of a BS call that was, that is when you know that some foul play was at hand by the referees. I was going to give them the wanks of the week for that, but we're going to save that for someone else later on in the show tonight. But nonetheless, that shot should have counted. I've been waiting a week to say this on air. It definitely should have counted. At the very least, if there was a clock malfunction, which there was, I guess, but nonetheless, because it's their bad, they should have let them play it out in overtime. Because at the end of the day, ball don't lie. You see that he got the shot off. You're not sure as to whether it was off in time or not because of a clock malfunction. Let them play out their fates in overtime. You don't ruin a good game like that because of some sort of flawed technicality. Let them play it out. Let the players play it out. So that's my fail towards the NBA referees because I don't watch any other sports as intently as I do with basketball, but I feel like NBA officiating is some of the most horrendous officiating ever at times not all the times but there are times where it's just like bro did you go to school for this did you skip a course did you skip a class did you swallow your whistle what happened to it because at the end of the day i feel like i almost feel as if sometimes when i'm watching an nba game i feel like i'm watching wwe at least in wwe i know it's scripted i know most likely for the most part how it's going to play out therefore i watch to see how it's going to play out when i'm watching an actual like legitimate sport like basketball I want to see the best team win, and I want the rest to call it down the middle. I don't want any shenanigans. I don't want any technicalities being thrown somebody's way because of favoritism. I want a game that's called down the middle as it should be. The Raptors are one of the better teams in the league right now, and they should be treated as such. We got DeMar DeRozan, who's third in the league in scoring right now. He was leading a week ago, but nonetheless, he's top five right now. Give him his respect when he drives to the lane because he's one of the best at it, arguably the best at it. Kyle Lowry, one of the best two-way players in the league right now. The man knows how to take a charge, and he knows how to take charge at the same time. Give them their respect. They got two all-stars on that team. They got a great bench, a great supporting cast. Give them their respect. They're the only team in the playoffs last year before the finals to have given the Cavs two straight losses. Losses at that. They were sweeping through teams. They gave them two losses. Give them their respect. Do you guys agree with me? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter at GM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and share your thoughts. Whether you're a Raptors fan or you're a Raptors hater, I don't care. I will respond either way. Uh, Coming up after the commercial break, I got the lovely and talented publicist in the building who goes by the name of Roxy Blake. We will be discussing music, entertainment, realty, and so much more. But before we get to that, we got to get to a new joint from our man Childish Gambino. And this one is called Redbone. Only on Cool Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook.
Yes, yes, yo. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, GM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. As promised, we do have a special guest for the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman is a individual of many talents, but is focused enough to hone in on, let's just say two, actually. So on one side, she is an entertainment publicist who knows what to get you, when to get it to you. And on the other hand, she is also a realtor in our home and native GTA. And so you can say that this woman is very organized and knows how to get business done and knows how to close and deal in either side of the fence that she is standing on. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the lovely and talented Roxy Blake in the building. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I know you are a very busy individual, so I appreciate you making the time. My pleasure. Any time for you. All right. Oh, I feel a little special right now. I, oh, yikes. <laughs> Anyways, let's get right to it, actually. So let's uh, start off with the entertainment side of things. So you are a publicist, entertainment publicist at that. Uh, what made you decide that you want to be able to help out entertainers? Um, I'm actually a creative myself. So I've, you know, studied a lot during when I was younger. And I've worked with a lot of people and, you know, fashion, film, entertainment, music. So it's only right that I use my ability to connect with people and my eye for talent Mm -hmm. and just bring it all together and help people connect the dots. Absolutely. So, like, what type of, like, personalities uh, do you normally come across, like, when you are, you know, managing or just helping out talent get you where they need to be? I would say that I work mostly in the hip-hop industry. Okay. Um, So with you know, aspiring models, whether mm-hmm. they want to, you know, get their face out there mm-hmm. or whether it's a rapper trying to, you know, get their music out there or, you know, you know, basically that's... The that's your forte for yeah, the most part. Okay, exactly. definitely. And then so like, um, like doing all that stuff, like you get to hear so many different or come across so many different talented people and what have you. So would you say like as far as entertainment goes, like from where you're standing, is that kind of what brings people together, just uh, finding a common bond with somebody and then just kind of help exploring the talents after that? Yeah, because, you know, when you create music or create art form, it's you're naturally connecting with people, Yeah, you know, through the art form. Like, if uh, there's a singer, you know, people hear the voice and they feel connected to it you know mm-hmm. so it's just a natural synergy that happens when you're an artist absolutely so many of the artists they they choose to be like within the scene essentially with you in particular you know especially you being a creative what have you you chose to be behind the scenes yes. is that where you feel like most of your strengths lie yes because um as i said i had the eye for quality, mm-hmm. so I know how to bring it out, and I know how to um, relay that to the talent so that they can bring out the best that they have to offer. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, you uh, are very accomplished at, at what you do, um, and I think you kind of got to show off your stuff when you uh, were uh, presented with media credentials to attend the Revolt Conference. Yes. Um, was it back in September? or was It, it was uh, actually a month. A month and a half ago was October okay. 13th to 16th. Gotcha. Yeah. So I saw some of the video footage on YouTube. Yes. Uh, one of my highlights uh, for me personally was seeing Nas get that icon award. Because yes. Nas, yes. anyone who knows me knows, like, yes. he is the goat in my yes. eyes. Okay. Exactly. But nonetheless, you know, from your standpoint, you know, what was that moment like for you to kind of be amazing. around those people? 
Um, it was amazing. There was like a gala dinner, and it was like you know five star meal. Ooh. You know. Four courses. Fancy. Yeah, it was very fancy. Yeah. And, um, you know, DMX was there. He mm-hmm. was speaking, you know, on behalf. Of, you know, Puff Daddy was there. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were there, you know, speaking and um, honoring Nas. So mm-hmm. it was amazing. Just the, envir- the environment and the energy in the room. Yeah. It's, you can't compare it to that. Absolutely. And it almost seems like, you know, with, like, those types of people, like, with the DMX, Steve Stout, and what have you, I feel like it was almost like, a, like a fraternity of sorts, like a, like a brotherhood where yes. they, they've watched, you know, these people have grown together basically, yes, of right? Course. And like to get to that point where they're kind of celebrating the excellence of, of one of their own brothers or exactly. comrades or what have you, it seems like it was an enlightening experience. Of course, everybody, you know, appreciated that moment, whether what, no matter what level you're on, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're just starting out or, you know, a veteran in the industry, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows Nas is well respected and it's well deserved, you know. Top he, five dead or alive. Exactly. I don't care. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Yes. That yes. is God's son right there. So absolutely. hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to his new project. Hopefully it comes out soon. I'm waiting on that mm-hmm. because it's been. He the last project he came out with was Life Is Good. That was back in 2012, and that was a really really good mm-hmm. project. Um, apparently, he has an unreleased song with with Frank Ocean. He collaborated with Justin Timberlake. I've seen footage of him and The Weeknd performing together at some event. I think a year ago. So I'm really yeah. anxious to see what he's, he's cooking up. He's really pushing his artist though, uh, Davies. Yes, Davies. Yeah, yeah I like so, that guy. He, so he's, he's dope. he's really like I think they're focusing a lot of energy on him, and yeah. he's really dope. You know, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He's buzzing right now, so yeah. I know that they're focused on that project and probably going to exactly. drop that right after. And you know what? Nas has a lot of other projects on the side as well. Like, he's doing his history clothing line. He uh, produced a short film called, I, I think it was called The Land or something like that. It had to do with something in Cleveland, basically, like some sort of skateboarding mini-movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the uh, the show on Netflix, uh, The Get Down, it was mm-hmm. like a short mini-series. Yeah. I, I love that show. So. Yeah, and I think he's getting into, like, shavers and cheers and stuff Yeah, like yeah, so bevel blades and all yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. He's, you know, a lot of people think that he's just one, you know, he's yeah. multifaceted also. He is, yeah, yeah. Like, And I just like the fact that he's showing his growth in that regard because, you know, music doesn't, isn't going to pay all the bills forever, right? So he wants to make sure that he has his pockets and other things exactly. as well, which I can appreciate because he's a self-made man. Yes. And speaking of, you know, being multifaceted and what have you, like I said at the early, early at the broadcast, not only do you do uh, pub, uh, uh, publicity, but you're also a realtor as well. Yes. And I think that's probably the, the most unique combination I've, I've come across, you know, on my show, actually. Normally, I come across people who kind of have different pockets within, like, a certain realm. Mm-hmm. But yours is from, like, left to right, essentially. It is. So how do you lo- get into that? A lot of the, the skills are transferable. Like, mm-hmm. I've represented artists, but now I'm representing people when they're buying their home yeah. or selling their home. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still dealing with contracts. I'm de- Like, a lot of the stuff are similar. Yeah. You know? Um, and I've always had the love for, you know, real estate and big business and and stuff like that. So it's always been inside of me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm doing so well in entertainment, but where am I at with my real estate goals? So I just had to delve into that and start doing that, and, you know, it was successful for me. Of course, absolutely. And, like, and what do you like most about, like, the the realtor business as well? Um, I love love working with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the – I love – you know, homes and, you know, helping people locate a a business. Mm Because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, too, that, you know, want a place to to do their business. Mm -hmm. So just helping people accomplish their dreams. It's it's just 
you think it's very different, but it's not yeah. that different. You yeah, know? I, I get it. Yeah. You know, especially when you when you come across a couple who have who are going into their very first home together. Exactly. So I'm sure it's somewhat of a fulfilling yeah. experience. In and that then regard. I help people invest in real estate also, mm-hmm. right? So people that have money that don't know what to do with it, yeah. or they you know don't know how much we have. You know, Canada, we have opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and not everybody has the opportunity that we have, like credits and mm-hmm. all these things that, you know, we get, we can get a loan, a mortgage, you mm-hmm. put 5% down, you can get 95%. It's a little bit changing now, yeah. but like, there's nothing else that you can do that you can get close to the bank and say, I only have 5% and I want to start this big business, give mm-hmm. me 95%, yeah. you know, of the money. They're going to be like, no, you need more. You need 40% of the money, then we'll give you 60%. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? So home buying is is actually achievable for almost anybody yeah if done right absolutely of course if done right <laughs> <Yes>. disclaimer <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a little fun real quick actually so you know normally like back in the day we would always watch like a program like mtv cribs and we see like these rappers with like these extravagant homes and what have you and you know 95 percent of the time you know like the moment that you walk in you see their home there's always like uh, a scene from Scarface playing yes. in the backgrounds, which is so cliche, but whatever. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, how much of that is like reality versus fiction? It's it's pretty real. Mm-hmm. However, um, some of these rappers or artists or musicians, whoever, right? Yeah. Um, they make a lot of money, so mm-hmm. they're able to purchase you know, bigger homes. Of course. However, they're still almost living, not all of them, mm-hmm. but they're still almost living like the average person because... Mm-hmm. They when they buy a ten million dollar home, they're not giving ten million dollar cash. They're still mortgaging it. Of course, yes. Right. So they might have a twenty thousand dollar mortgage yeah. or a thirty thousand dollar mortgage that they have to pay every month, mm-hmm. right? Which is equivalent to a regular person that works and is making their money and is paying a two thousand dollar mortgage. Yeah. So they're almost similar in the game. It's just a different level. Yeah. You know. And then, like, I think the the main thing that uh, people tend to forget is that it gets romanticized as well. Yes. Because you know we we see it on the screen. It's like oh exactly. look at this. Lavish exactly. lap of luxury type of lifestyle they're living, yeah, right? So exactly, you know, people get signed to a, a two million dollar deal and then buy a twenty million dollar house. You yeah, know? It's, it's still they're still not as well off as we think. Yeah, they are, it's not know? practical. They're living beyond their means Ex- in that regard. Exactly. So that's what we have to still keep in mind. Yeah, sometimes. and I think what a lot of people don't even realize is when an artist signs that that large of a deal, it's basically a loan. So it's basically like, okay, that two million dollars is for investment in. Yeah, it has to be recuperated because we're investing in you. So for producers, studio time, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So when those record sales come in, exactly. you better make that up, or else you know we're gonna keep exactly. you chained up for a long time. It's true, and some people can actually pay for their own deals mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't know like if you have your own investment you can go to the to a label and say hey i have a hundred thousand yeah. dollars help me you know and exactly. they'll use your own money mm-hmm. to actually push your project yeah. you know they'll put their stamp of the label that you're with but you're actually paying for your own deal so there's you know different ways to actually get there into is. the business that people don't know about. Yeah, also. exactly. People don't know about it. I think some labels would be reluctant to do that because mm-hmm. they want to be able to have that type of control over yes, their artists, exactly. right? So that's why when I look at an artist like Chance the Rapper, for example, he's kind of taking his destiny into his own hands mm-hmm. by not signing to a major because yeah. he's already accumulated so much mm-hmm. buzz and he already has a little fan base. Yeah, so. like if I did it myself, why am I going to cut you in on everything that I've done exactly. and you're not doing, you can't, you're not doing more for me than what I could do for myself. Exactly. You know? yeah. I may as well keep my own money in my own exactly, pockets and own myself. Because 60% or 40% Of course. Or they're they're yeah. going to rob you exactly. and give you some sort of BS 360 deal, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, Roxy, we got so much more to talk about. But before we get into all of that, 
It's game time, baby. It's game time. So over here at Cool Radio, we like to play some games with the guests, make sure they have fun and everything like that. So I got a couple of games on deck for you. The first game is a mainstay on this network, which is entitled Cool or Uncool. So on that note, we're going to get to it right now just like this. Yeah. So you know I had to play that classic uh, Diggable Plants track right there entitled Cool Like That, mainly for the ambiance and what have you. But here's how it's going to go down, Roxy. I'm going to give you a following list of scenarios, and you're going to tell me whether they're cool or uncool. And feel free to give me some feedback as to why you think they're cool or uncool. Cool? Cool. All right, let's do it. So, first one on the deck. Here we go. Winter approaching. Cool or uncool? Uncool. Uncool, all right. Uh, Let's see. Christmas approaching. Cool or uncool? Very cool. What's your favorite aspect of Christmas? Christmas, that I'm all about ambiance. So okay. just the lights yeah. and, you know, the energy that everybody has, the loving spirit that's in the air. And, yeah. You know, it's just a beautiful time of year. Of course. And, like, do you ever notice, like, depending on what type of neighborhood you live in, do you ever notice how it could be, like, a competition of, like, who has the, the best Christmas de- decorations? Yes, yes <laughs> of course, of course. Are you in on that co- uh, competition from time to time? Not particularly. Not particularly. No, no, you just gotta witness when the distance, like yes. hmm, next year. Light <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, you're thinking. You're thinking. <laughs> oh, I gotta give that a cool job real quick, but that deserves that. About light bills. Listen, I got hydro to pay for, people. Hydro's a serious thing these days. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving, though. So the next one on the list, as I go back to it, ah, Black Friday. Cool or uncool? Uncool. Okay, please, please tell me why. <laughs> because it's the end of the year, you shouldn't be thinking about spending all this money that, you know, you saved throughout the whole year, and yeah. then Black Friday comes at the end of the year, and then Christmas is coming, and yeah. then, you know, but however, it is cool if you're purchasing something that you that you held out for yeah. in order to purchase it at a cheaper price, something that you need, so exactly. I'm on the fence a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little on the fence as well, like, don't get me wrong. I, if I could save as much money as possible on something that costs like 10 times more, then sure. But I'm not all about like the melee and the mayhem that goes with it as well. People like barging into the doors and all that. That's that's a little played out. It's not that serious exactly. for a material item. And my thing is, is you're not really saving for spending. That, uh, see, there you go. See, someone is dropping knowledge today that is not named DM Cool. It's rare. I know, I know. <laughs> but no, you're very right about that because I feel like all the stuff that you have like on sale, the amount of stuff that you're buying anyway, is going to equal up to whatever you would spend on a regular basis anyway. Exactly. I feel I feel like people kind of get manipulated like that. So, exactly. which is why I don't really participate in Me it. Neither. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. If I if I had to buy something, I'll buy something. If it just so happens to be on sale that day, even better. You have to figure out how, how to be on the other side, like how to produce products that people are going to buy on Black Friday. Exactly. So turn into business people and not the consumer all the time. Exactly, yeah. Be a little bit more more uh, fiscal with, with yes, your finances, exactly. right? <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Netflix and chill, cool or uncool? With who? It, true, very true. You know, let, let's say you're Netflix and chilling with uh, with the alleged boo. Uh, cool or uncool? It is cool. You have to chill sometimes. You can't always. Yeah, can't always be always busy, busy all the time. Exactly. You have to chill. Of course. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Superhero movies, cool or uncool? Cool. Okay. Plays into fantasies and mm-hmm. to um, you know. 
adrenaline, like, yeah, fantasies, I would say. Exactly. Things that we alter egos and things that we wish that we could do. Yeah. If we could do something, if we had a superpower, how... What are the possibilities? Exactly, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I do too. Like me, like I'm a big nerd when it comes to that stuff. I grew up on that, so I'm a sucker for whatever superhero movie comes out in theaters. So I just saw Doctor Strange like the uh, couple weeks ago, actually. If you haven't seen it, it's kind of like a mixture between like The Matrix and Inception. So if you're a fan of either of those movies or both, then like you'll like the psychology that goes with it, along with the special effects and all of that. Um, mannequin challenge, cool or uncool? I think it's very cool. You think it's cool? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you name it challenge, cool or uncool? Are you familiar with it or yes. no? Okay. You would There you go. <laughs> greens, greens, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> yes, I think it's cool. It's nice to have fun, you know? It is, you it have is. have to have fun with things. Yeah, I can't knock it. I yes. like it. I can rock with it. All right. And the final game that we have, this one is a favorite of mine because I get people to sweat when it comes to this. So, ladies and gentlemen, this one is called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. So, in an alternate universe, you are the eligible bachelorette. Okay. So you are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. Okay. However, there comes a point in time in everyone's life where they got to quit the game. They got to sell it down, have the nice house with the white picket fence, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, mm-hmm. little tire swing with the Spud McKenzie dog running around. Okay. So... On that note, if you had to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Chadwick Boseman, or would you quit the game for Michael B. Jordan? You don't know those names? No. Oh, wow. Okay, have you seen... Are they like heartthrobs or something that everybody loves? Um, are they actors? They're, they're, they are actors. They are actors. Um, I'm familiar with the names, but... Okay, yeah. you, you can't put a face yeah, to it? Okay, do you remember the movie Creed? It came out like a year yes, ago. It's a boxing yes, movie. Okay, yes. that's Michael B. Jordan okay. right there. Mm-hmm. And then um, for Chadwick Boseman, um, did you ever see... Did you ever see the uh, the James Brown movie that came out like a couple years back? No, I haven't. Okay, how about... Um, how about... Uh, what's this Who's one two movie? new names? Damn! <laughs> Shoot. No, it's trying to play because I'm thinking, no, she probably hasn't seen that one. She may not have seen that one. Okay, five, five, five. We'll redo it. We'll redo it. Okay, here we go. So so out of two people that I have to quit the game for, yeah. to settle down. Yes. Okay. All right, so restart, restart. So would you quit the game for Usher or Tyrese? Usher. I've loved Usher. The fact <laughs> that you said Usher. I'm... I wish you didn't even say Usher. I love Usher. <laughs> I've, I, he was one of my favorites growing up, mm-hmm. and um, I still love him. He's consistent. Yeah. He's also his voice. Everything about him. Okay. Know? Fair enough. He seems romantic. Yeah. You know. You want to know something funny? Actually, every time I do, I quit the game, and like Tyrese is one of the options. Every woman that I've ever asked this game to has always chosen the other over Tyrese, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. When did Tyrese lose his sex appeal? Like, is it is it gone? <laughs> Tyrese, he needs to come back out and do another movie, another Baby Boy or something. Baby Boy 2, Tyrese. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jowdy! Jowdy! I hate you, Jowdy! Ooh, I love you, Jowdy! <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Roxy Blake in the building. When we come back, we got Trip Talk lined up. But before we get to all that... We got to play some more music. This one comes by way of Taznada featuring Rich Kid and Tona. And this one's called Let's Go, only on Cool Radio. Yeah.
Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back to the show to all my cool cats and cool kittens. Once again, it is your man, DM Cool. And you're now tuned into Cool Radio. Also, I still got the uh, lovely and talented Roxy Blake in the building. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? You already know. Actually, Snapchat in the way. Uh, but nonetheless, we are about to get into it in a major way. It is time for Trip Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Three topics in three minutes, and we are going to get into it right now. So let the proceedings begin. So first on the docket, we got to talk about Kanye West. Now, as you mentioned last week, he was our wankster because of his statement in regards to black people should forget about racism and all that. Uh, but he made headlines again because shortly after that same concert, he was at a concert in Sacramento, and he basically stopped his set for about 17 minutes, and he just began to air out a lot of things that we would consider secrets in the industry, so to speak. One of the things that he mentioned that had a lot of people talking was uh, when he was mentioning Beyonce. And he, he was basically saying about Beyonce that he loves her, he loves her, that's a sister. But he didn't appreciate the fact that even though he went to bat for her during the whole Taylor Swift situation, uh, the fact that she allegedly said that she wasn't going to show up at, I believe it was a Grammy or some sort of award show where um, – she would win the video uh, over him and Drake. So his video for, I think, Famous, and then Drake's video for Hotline Bling. I'm not sure which award show that is, but it was some sort of award show. I think an MTV one or something like that. But she was basically saying how she wanted to show up to the award show unless the formation won it over Kanye and Drake. So he went on that diatribe, and then he also went on to say that, you know, other artists should get spotlight as well, not just Drake, not just Beyonce. How about Frank Ocean? He's an amazing, amazing artist. So he basically just went on this entire rant for about 17 minutes, and then he just quit his show after he just walked up on stage. So with that being said, Roxy, where do you think Kanye is at mentally right now? Kanye does what Kanye wants. Okay. Right? Kanye doesn't see – he – you know, he does. I feel like he does have a motive for some of the things that he he does. But mm. he, remember, it's not Kanye; it's Jesus. You know, oh, he gosh. thinks <laughs> he uh. thinks that he's the you know he's God. Mm. You know, so he anything that he sees unfit, he's gonna say it. He's yeah. gonna speak his mind. I don't think that you know, you know, he's. A PR's dream and a PR's nightmare at the same time. That's a litmus test you right know? there for me. <laughs> That's boot camp for PR. You know? <laughs> How like, bad do you want this? Yeah, you know. So, um, but you know, Kanye, I feel like he's he feels like he's his own PR also. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, he expects he's he expects a lot of himself also. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you expect a lot of yourself, you know, you overpressure yourself, and then. Mm -hmm. You know he can't he can't handle all of this. That yeah, he's put, he's put himself in position for, for almost like failure. Almost. He he really has. I mean, I this is hard for me because I've loved Kanye ever since high it's school. It's hard for me too. I don't yeah. even want to talk about Kanye. It, exactly. <laughs> like I remember Kanye growing. Kanye was that dude for me where yes. it's like. I could be a rap fan without having to try and play to the gangster stereotype. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that was never me. That was never yeah. my style. Yeah. So when I see Kanye just going off the wall about, you know, materialism and how 
we should be our own corporations, yet he goes off and does something that's completely left field of what he just said. It's like there's almost no validity to what he's saying. I always told people, yeah, sure, he comes across as a douchebag or or an asshole or whatever the case may be, but he makes good-ass music. Mm -hmm. And then he drops Jesus. And then he drops Jesus, and I'm just like, I was not feeling Jesus. Mm -hmm. I know people are very split on Jesus. Either Mm -hmm. they really liked it or they really hated it. I really hated it because that's nothing to what Kanye can can do, and I, I don't think he's really rebounded from that. He's had some hits since then, but it's just it's it's just been blah. Like there's no spark in it anymore. So I feel like he's doing this for attention, but like my thing is he doesn't need to do all this. Like he's Kanye. He just stick to the music. Stick to the music. Like your label is called Good Music mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. The man came out. The the first three albums this guy came out were like. Debatable classics, classic, you know what I mean? No, classics. And I then like so. yeah, say to each his own. Mm-hmm. And then you had and then you had 808 and Heartbreak was like a great creative project in its own right. I fell da- I fell off off of You really did, that. eh? Yeah, the eight oh eights. Like I like the college dropout, the yeah. registration. Like I could still listen to that and it still bangs. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Same with me. I personally feel and I, I might get hung for this, but I feel like late registration is better than college dropout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. I felt like I feel like if that came out before college dropout, people would have the same opinion. Mm-hmm. That's just me but nonetheless i feel like even with 808s and heartbreak like he was still going through some stuff but like he was able to compartmentalize it mm-hmm. and turn it into a good project and then even with my dark twisted fantasy that was that was a great project I as well like that one too, i do yes, too yes. musically that's his best project yeah. in my opinion like, the, the song arrangements and the, mm-hmm. and, and the production was flawless I can still listen to that too. me too amazing. me too like it sounds like you could play that in like a stadium and what have you and like it would just give you that electric feeling but now it's just like and him being with a kardashian doesn't help matters either no. not saying that Kim turned him into that, but she didn't help either, basically. He was already drinking his own poison, and she's just like, hey, drink some more, you know? So, yeah, Kanye, I don't know. It's For him, for me, it's a matter of we don't believe you, you need more people. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like he's so deep of a person, and then for him to go with Kim Kardashian, who's so shallow. Yeah. It's like, just like what you're saying, like, you know, he almost says something and then goes against it at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like people who need to have a jump start in their career go and date a Kardashian. You had a fully established career before her. What are you doing? You're working backwards. I just don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. I just don't understand the logic behind it. Now you got Tristan Thompson dating Khloe Kardashian. It's like, do they not know what happens to dudes when they date a Kardashian? Now they know. They got Lamar Odom looking like Tyrone Biggins on the cover of The Inquirer. They know now. Oh, my God. But, yeah, going back to Kanye, though, I don't know, man. I mean... I try to stay away from Kanye because it's, he's not the man that I used to know anymore. No. I want the old Kanye back. Me too. I agree. I, oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comment section below or hit us up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio, and let me know your thoughts. Uh, second on the docket. This one I'm very excited about, actually. So Dave Chappelle has announced, or Netflix more so has announced, that Dave Chappelle will be uh, – Doing or headlining rather a comedy series on or a comedy special rather on Netflix. So it's gonna be three actually, and he signed on for a sixty million dollar deal. They haven't announced as to when that will be coming out. Hopefully Christmas because I can't wait. Has I, anybody else got that those kind of numbers from Netflix? I don't even know because yeah, Netflix so. keeps their their metrics and like those types of digits on the low low. Mm-hmm. Like it, like there's one point in time where um the Luke Cage series mm-hmm. it actually it was like one of the highest uh highest rated series on Netflix and like so much so that it broke Netflix the day that it came out oh, wow. because so many people were trying to watch it on the server and the server crashed. So um they didn't re- release the numbers for it, but they let people know that. 
they did damage with okay. it. But going back to Dave Chappelle, though, he's he is going to crash it again. He's got to. I mean, I don't know. Did you see his uh, his uh, appearance on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks back? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, that was some great. Like that was the first time I watched SNL, uh, and like I'm gonna say maybe like at least a couple of years, maybe like a year and a half. I think whatever last time Drake hosted, that was like the last time I watched it. Essentially. Drake actually hosted. In October or something. Was it October? Yeah. Before before that one, yeah. it was it was the other one mm-hmm. then because the it one in October. Twice, I think. Yeah, the one in October, I saw like clips of that. Mm-hmm. It was the one before that. I think he performed with Janae Aiko. Yes. That's the one that I saw. But nonetheless, um, I'm really excited about it. How about you? I'm very <laughs> excited. I love Dave Chappelle and his skits. He's, you know, comedic genius, mm-hmm. and um, the fact that he turned down that deal. You know, and ran away to Africa or something. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> you know, he came back. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't believe opportunity only knocks once. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to turn down offers to get yourself better for the next deal or Absolutely. the next, you know, opportunity. Yes. So, you know, I think that he's ready and I'm glad. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Do we know when it's gonna it's gonna come out? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. They're kind of keeping it on the wraps for the time being. They might do like like a pop up thing where it's just like, oh, by the way, it's out now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like how Beyonce did that with her album yes. and Drake did that with his, what have you. Um, but yeah, with, with Chappelle, I mean, I remember it was eleventh grade when he announced that you know he ran away to Africa. I remember I was on the school bus with all my boys and we had it, it was on Flow ninety three five whatever, and we we're listening. It's like yeah, Dave Chappelle re- reportedly turned down a fifty million dollar deal and has run away to Africa. I look at my boy beside me. I'm like, you heard that right? <laughs> like it wasn't just me. So yeah, no, but you know what? It worked out for the best anyway because now he's getting more money to exactly. do what he wants exactly. rather than getting less money to exactly. maybe do what he didn't want to do exactly. or felt like he felt obligated Sometimes to do. Integrity can't be bought. Exactly, you know? it can't be. That's what that's what it, that's what it comes down or to. Sold. Yeah, it can't yeah. be bought or sold. You know, it's all about artistic artistic integrity at yeah. the end of the day. You exactly. have to do your best to maintain it. And I feel exactly. like he held up for a very long time, and like it's it's literally got to pay off for him now. Of course. Um, but yeah, media needs Dave Chappelle again. I think he's been on the Lolo for too long now. Um, and based on what's happening in America, he has a gang, yes. gang, like gang sign, gang of material to wait. work with. Yes. I can't wait either. Like if what we saw on SNL a couple weeks back was a sample size, then I'm going to lock myself in a room and not talk to anyone for like the next three days. Go to Africa. Yeah, I know. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right. I should go back, man. I am African, man. Shoot. I'm waiting on my trip to Ghana. Yes. Oh, man. Take me with you. Hey, Chale. Hey, I'll take you back to my homeland, though. <laughs> make you my queen. Hey, everyone will worship and adore you. Yes. Hey. That's every, every woman's dream, right? Hey, you'll be the queen of a nation. Hey. Oh, they, they will worship the ground you walk on. Hey. <laughs> but nonetheless, we are very excited about that, clearly. Yeah. What about you guys? Are y'all excited about that? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts so that we can run away to Africa together. Uh, <laughs> and finally, on the docket, man, we got to talk about this one story that actually involves a Canadian artist, all right? So I was unknown to this artist, but he goes by the name of Jonathan Emily. So basically, I've never heard of him. I haven't either, but apparently he's from Montreal. Okay. Uh, but basically, what happened was he won a settlement uh, that included Top Dog Entertainment because of a verse that uh, he did with Kendrick Lamar, a verse that he paid for uh, in the tune of $8,600. And basically, uh, it was taken down by Top Dog Enter- Entertainment because of uh, copyright infringement. So this is a statement that he made about it, and I quote, 
We paid Kendrick Lamar for a feature, and once we paid them, they basically stopped communicating with us altogether. It was understood that we take care of the paperwork with the lawyers, so we paid them, and they basically disappeared. We couldn't get in contact, so I just continued producing my album, and with the verbal agreement we had, and we put out the song in 2015. Then he continues on to say, after the song was put out, they placed a false copyright claim on the song itself, and it got pulled from the YouTube and SoundCloud and all that stuff. So after going back and forth with these companies, they realized that they were in error and that there was no copyright claim on the song, but the damage had already been done and the momentum to promote the song had already been lost. So basically, he wanted to clear his name, and he won the settlement for $8,600 Canadian, and it was about $6,400 U.S. roughly, and plus he got 5% interest on top of that. Yes. So, with all that being said, uh, Roxy, what is your take on that? Um, you know, they probably didn't like the. It was. Was it just the verse that was? You know, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I, this is fresh to me. Right? Actually, I just found this out today. To be honest, um, I don't. I haven't heard the song that they're talking about. I'm not sure if it's a thing where they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. My personal take on it, I feel like it was one of those things where. Kendrick probably did the song maybe like a month or maybe like years ago, maybe mm-hmm. possibly. But then when Kanye or sorry, when uh, Kendrick Star got went to like superstar level, yes. they're probably like, okay, well, we don't want him associating with yeah. this low level guy, have, quote unquote. Exactly, and they probably wouldn't have, you know, they would have charged him a different price. Yeah, had it been re- more recent. Exactly. Right? So he got a low price. It's almost like he got he got a, you know, a deal. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't think that you know. You know, I'm glad that he won. Yeah. You know? Hopefully, maybe we'll hear from this guy now. Like, he'll exactly. start now, getting buzzing. Now his name's going to be know, out, he might right? Be the new Canadian artist. Possibly, so, yeah. Let's see what happens. And the funny thing about this is uh, he said how he kind of prolonged on wanting the story to go public because he didn't want to he didn't want to be known for for this basically mm-hmm, so sure. now he's kind of given more spotlight you know whether it's to his own control or not but it at least now gives people a chance to hear what he's all about basically has he since then released the song again do you know um i don't think he has i i i kind of doubt it to, at yeah. this point because like he said in a statement it kind of lost the buzz or the momentum mm-hmm. and what have you but now it kind of gives people an opening to see what this guy is all about essentially exactly. so we'll just have to wait and see what it's it's all about, but I'm glad that he won the settlement because I kind of feel like it was kind of wrong on Top of Dog's course. end to kind of lowball him. Not to say that it was Kendrick's fault, but it's more so on the business side with the, with his management team and what have you. I think it was mismanagement in that yes. regard. <laughs> and you know, coming from your PR background, I'm sure you can agree to yes, that as well. Yes, <laughs> all right. You know, he got paid, but we don't know what the paperwork says. So. It, exactly. There you go. It's almost like you selling a house to a client, yes. and then right as their U-Haul van is outside, it's like, yeah, you guys can't move in here yet. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> not yet. Nah, 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 not yet. <laughs> but nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, what do y'all think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio, and let's share your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that point in time where it is time to get old school. So that being said, it is time for the Flashback Friday track of the day. Bam. We got to hit that drop like that. Hey, Old school with it. Old school with it. Old school with it. <laughs> yeah. So this one, we're going back 10 years ago. So it's, a early, it's an early old school throwback. Uh, this joint was huge back in 2006. This was arguably the track of the summer that year. And it featured a gang of artists as well. But the main artist on here is Mr. Busta Bust himself, Busta Rhymes. And this track is entitled Touch It. So when we come back, we will have the Wanks of the Week. So do not touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. 
Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back, all my cool cats and cool kittens. It is your man, GM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got the lovely and talented Roxy Blake in the house. Hey. You already know. And you guys already know what time it is. It's about 9.29 right now, and we're kind of creeping into the overtime edition of Cool Radio, as expected. But nonetheless... It is time for the moment and the segment that you've all been waiting for. <clears throat> Who has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Where is my drop? Let's play that drop real quick. Oh, I love myself. Anyways, <laughs> so before we get on with today's Wankster, just to let y'all know, we do have our year-end special coming up, the fourth annual edition of that, which will be on December 16th. I will have a roundtable of panelists that will be discussing the best of the best throughout the year, so top five singles, artists, albums, you name it. And including in that list are... The top five wanksters of the year. As you've been seeing on my Facebook feed, I've been naming each wankster uh, through the month of uh, through the months between January to April. Actually, now that we're in December, we'll be getting to December as far as early as next week. I'll be doing two per week, so make sure you keep a lock for that. All right. On that note, it is time for today's wankster of the week, and today's wankster of the week goes to a repeat offender, Meek Mill. Meek Mill is getting the wankster because this man took a picture of himself kissing Nicki Minaj's feet. Now, I'm not going to knock anyone on their guilty pleasure or pleasure in general. If you're into that stuff, you're into a little kinky behavior here and there, I'm not knocking it. It's cool. Whatever gets your rocks off, whatever it is. I'm only giving him the wankster because he chose to post it on social media. No one needs to see that. I was eating a, a great bag of Miss Vicky's potato nice chips. They're actually pretty decent. I'll give her that. I'll give her that. There's some nice cuticles, you know. But no one needs to see all that. I don't want to see you sucking on any toes or going in between the crevices, picking up any little lint that you have, you know, sifting the little hair that may be on it. Toe jam. Yeah, toe jam, athlete's foot, whatever the case may be. We don't need to see all of that, all right? Now, look like, like luckily for her, it looked like she had like a broken down heel back or anything like that. It looked pretty decent. But nonetheless, I feel like this is where social media goes wrong. There are certain things you can post on social media, and there are certain things that you cannot post on social media. And we don't need to see you doing the lip lumbada all over her foot. All of it, all right? That, that, like, to me, you just don't do that on camera. Keep that between you and your it's lady not, friend. It's not gangster. It's not gangster. It's not gangster. It's not hood. It's not, whatever these kids are saying these days. It's bad not enough. Lit. It's it's not lit. It's not lit. It's not lit. Definitely not. Maybe the 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 breath on your the the breath coming out of your mouth onto her foot was lit, but all that aside, you should have kept that away from the gram, away from the Snapchat, away from all of that. At least I'll give him credit on him owning the fact that he was doing it. But nonetheless, keep it away he, from the lens. He loves his Nikki from her head to her feet. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't need to show us that. Not that way, at least. <laughs> That to me was just, it was just a little disturbing. It made me lose my appetite, and I hate when I lose my appetite because I love my food. So when someone makes me lose my appetite, it's beef. It's a serious beef thing. Anyways, Meek Mill, I have nothing further to say. This is a light wankster because it's a very light wankster of the week segment because everyone was on their on their toes this week. But um, 
You're definitely getting this wankster for showing off some toes on your gram. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. I'm going to drop on you just like this. Roxy, your, your take on that. Um, you know, he's showing his girl uh, affection. Uh, <laughs> yuck. But you know what? The, the, the toes, the kissing of the feet yeah. for Instagram and social uh-huh. media, that's a little bit too much. Keep some of your business a little private. Right, right. right. But I'm all for Meek Mill showing Nicki Minaj love because it shows that, you know, you know, these guys sometimes they think oh it's all about being gangster and you can't yeah. show you know you have to have all these girls and all these yeah. things but you know it's it's actually shows a bright side of you know thugs can have a heart too <laughs> thug love thugs in love too <laughs> I got that thug in love <laughs> but yeah like I'm not I'm not opposed to him showing his affection for his girl that, that's totally fine with me but like the feet was not yeah it's cool yeah I mean even like half the time like when I see like people kissing in public it's like you know I don't mind it but to a certain extent like yeah, if it looks like you're I about agree. to get into like the foreplay section and, like that's how deep you guys are kissing it's just like okay guys like get we get it room. we get it you're in love somewhere. I know right little, little kiss on the uh, little, little kiss on the lips little peck whatever that's cool I can dig that but like all like the tongue action and everything like, like yeah. come on like Get a bathroom stall at the least. That. Yeah, get a bathroom stall at the very least. It's whatever. <laughs> but nonetheless, we got to cap things off. Um, Roxy, what, what future plans do you have in store as far as like real team, what have you? Uh, just continuing to do more, you know, more deals, more real estate, mm-hmm. you know, you know, helping young people get into the market, even yes. though it might be a challenging time, mm-hmm. you know, and um, helping more business people get, you know, their business places of business, yes. um, doing more commercial deals and um, helping more artists mm-hmm. get their work out there. Absolutely. And can the people find you on social media by any chance? Of course. Um, you can go on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's Roxy Blake. All right. Roxy, R-O-X-Y, Blake, B-L-A-K-E. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I follow back. All right. Sounds good. Roxy, thank you so much for coming through. You are more than welcome to come through anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, most definitely. And then we'll, we'll figure out that trip to Africa. You know, we'll, we'll talk on the, on the back end about that. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Exactly. And you guys already know where to find me. You can hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. As well, you can hit up the fan page on Facebook at cool radio CC. Hit up the YouTube at cool underscore radio. We need some more subs coming in. And I like the, the, the viewership that we're getting, so let's keep it up. And also, you can hit us up on SoundCloud where you can catch a full audio podcast at cool underscore radio. Next week on Cool Radio, we have the cast and crew of the hit YouTube series, Friends of Benefits, coming through. That includes my man Ron Diaz and, and fellow companies, so make sure you keep on the lookout for that. And as always, you guys already know that Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.